in a world where achievements and accolades motivate us to do more and be more, we're often left wondering, is this really it? Deep inside, you know there is more to life. You're ready to leave behind the old push your way through and claim the deeper life that's calling you. That's where we excel. We're your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak. And this is the Soulful Leader Podcast. Sit back and relax as we share the shortcuts we've uncovered to help you make shift happen. Hi, welcome back to the Soulful Leader Podcast. We are so excited to be here with you today. We've been talking about inspiration and, you know, of course, this is the year of the Olympics, and I, maybe some of you are still remembering that time, but it just amazes me, the, the level of human potential that can happen. And I think we forget that. And I think there's a great time in our lives when we can watch something or experience something that we didn't think was possible before and quickly, quickly negate within ourselves to say, oh, well, but I couldn't do that. And we're here to tell you that that's, that's not true. That's not true. We all are amazing geniuses. We all have these gifts and strengths. And really what, what defines, you know, excellence is really a mindset, a mindset as well as a practice. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today and really inspire you to look inside and to really question. And, and the question that we had that we started with is um, really looking at what is it that you would live for and what would you die for because those are often deeply connected to love and that really is the opening isn't it Marin? about what we've been talking about is that when when love is there how much more is possible it really is and it's a powerful question and one that i think that a lot of people would shy away from right we're death is a part of our lives and yet we 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 ignore it we shove it to the side we you know we do anything that we can to avoid it obviously and avoid even talking about it and yet if we really wanted to be inspired by our own lives that would be the question to ask right what would make me feel most alive is the thing that i would i would actually do i would die for and it can be an intimidating question, and it might be something that you know you, as our audience members, could could sit with for a little bit, and maybe it makes you a little uncomfortable too. But I like what Stephanie said about taking that to the to the side of of love, right? Where where that's that's the thing that would really inspire us to our deepest moment of love. I know, Stephanie, you were telling me a story about one of the Olympic runners, and I'm sure that some of our audience members have, have seen that. Why don't you share that story? It was just one of those runners that, you know, she had fallen. You know, she had gotten tripped up by, you know, in the pack in the 800, I guess, I think it was a 1500 meter. And she got right back up again, and she just went for it. She didn't let what had happened to her hold her back. And I mean, how many times in our lives have we let our past relationships or experiences or something and we just go, oh, I just can't do that because I know what happened last time. We've lost hope. We've lost trust in ourselves or in humanity and we've just given up. And instead, just like being and that's truly what 
what the definition of resiliency is, is to be able to put that behind you and to get back up and to really follow what you love, to really move towards the highest possibility. That takes, that takes training. Like don't underestimate that, oh, it's that simple. It's not, it does take training and it takes practices and and a group of people to be able to help you to stay accountable. But ultimately it's between you and your own heart. And that's what we're here to talk about is your heart as a soulful leader, that what is it that you love so much that you would get back up and do it and, and to do it for more than just yourself, because to do it for ourselves is a wonderful thing. Of course it is, but it's limited. It's finite. When you can forget about yourself, when you can transcend your humanality and, and allow yourself to say, I get to do this instead of I have to do this, that it is a blessing and it's not a curse but it's something that has been literally programmed into your DNA to say, I can do this. I want to do this. This is what gives you meaning, fulfillment, and purpose. And to also not let the ego take over that. When we start to think about what other people will think or say or do, or the what if, the coulda, shoulda, woulda, ought tos, you know, our ego gets to drive the bus. And that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. We want our heart to be driving the bus. And speaking of us, as I said, you know, I was kind of remembering this as a story that we I was speaking of earlier with Marin. I, you know, in one of my past lives, I, I was a, a tour manager. So I would get on one of those big motor coaches and, you know, speak to 50 people for a 10-day tour. And at first, I was deathly shy, like absolutely, like knees shaking, can hardly, you know, speak. I'd have a little cue card and I was reading everything from a cue card. I wasn't making any connection or eye contact because I would just thought I'd be mortified. And I realized that the faster I could fall in love with them, the easier and the more joyful the tour would be. And that became kind of my, my, Kind of, kind of like my Olympic Games. That's kind of my whole thing. It's like, okay, I've got 10 days to do this. How fast can I fall in love with these people? I love and so, that. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, we were speaking of that because I know all of you that are out there, you have something that you love, whether it's people or a process or research or whatever it is, there's something out there that you love. And that's what gets you out of bed in the morning. And I think a lot of us have made things right or wrong, good or bad, instead of just saying, well, what is it that you truly love? And I, I'm so inspired by that because you didn't love being a tour guide until you fell in love with the people and exactly. you gave yourself an assignment. You're like, okay, you know, if this is, so if you were going to rank a, an, an action in your life, you know, whether it's okay. So for Stephanie, it was being a tour guide. And if you were going to rank that in your life between You're like, again, okay. Like a nine and ten or something like that. I think you know, being a tour guide for me, there was the after effects. I love, like, I love to eat. I like the people. I like seeing new things. Like those things were really great. But all of the other details of like, you know, you know, you have to be here at a certain time. You have to have all of these. You have to count all the bags. There's all these other things I have to do that just I'm really not that great at. I'd rather have somebody else do. But if I could tune into my heart and go, why do I love this? Why is this so important? I also have the opportunity as a leader on that level is to give them the story, not of what happened of the, you know, the drama and the trauma, which is a lot of times what we do as tour guys, right? The bigger the drama, the, you know, the more sensationalism, but to give somebody the higher story. I always wanted to have, 
have my intention as that when people would come on a tour with me that they would leave more inspired and happier and healthier because of it in their hearts. So that they would take home something with them that would then help them implement into their life from a different mindset. And to me, that was my measure of success. So the stories that I tell in the outer world, I wanted to give them the true version, but an inspiring version, a call to action. And the only way I could do that is that I had to start to do that for myself inwardly. I couldn't just give that story if I wasn't also living it myself. So I, I do, I absolutely love that. Like I was saying, and, and the reason is like, so for my audience or our audience, if you were going to, if you had to do something in your life that was like, oh, it's like a one or a two out of 10, what is it? And this is a, a Tony Robbins thing of what is it that you could do to make that a three or a four or, and then if it's a three or a four, what could you do to make that a five or a six? What could you do to make that? And that's essentially what I hear that you did was you took something that you were dreading and that you didn't love. And you're like, okay, for you as a human, you love people and you love connecting with people. So you made it about the people and you found how you could bring your, your passion and your love and transformed it to the point where that's something you really enjoyed and you looked forward to because you, you would do research about the people and you'd find out who they were and you'd connect to them. And I think earlier you had said you, you, kind of challenge yourself to see how quickly you could fall in love with those people on each of those tours. Absolutely. And, and you know, there's a saying that I keep, you know, that I've heard from one of our teachers as well is that, you know, people don't care what you know until they know that you care. Very much so. So how can I care more? And I think for leaders, for those that, yeah, I mean, we're talking leaders, that's, that's key. This is like the keys to the kingdom right here is stop focusing on what you know and don't make it about you, right? That's what I had to learn is it's not about me. My my team doesn't care what I know until they know that I care. And, and the easiest way for me to care is to literally fall in love with them, to make it about them. What are their interests? What are they pursuing? What are they, what do they want to know more about? And when I got that, it changed everything at my studio. At least for me, it did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I looked, I used to, I got to a point with my studio where I, I wasn't enjoying going in anymore. It wasn't what I wanted to do. And I realized that I had to fall back in love with it. And how did I do that was I, I've always been in love with the people and I had to go back and find that again of like, why, what was my original motivation? Possibly like the, the runner that fell, right? In that moment, she probably had a moment of, oh shit, it's over. And then she remembered her vision, why she was in love with it, what she did, and her, her training kicked in. You had mentioned it takes practice too. It does take practice, right. it doesn't just happen making those decisions. It's, it's a lot of tiny decisions along the way. There's another saying that, that we have too, is like, you know, who are you when no one's looking? Mm. Because that is, that is the quintessence of, of, of your practice. It's like, who are you when no one's looking? Cause that's what you'll default to. 
So when life gets tough, when it gets, if you haven't done anything to work with that, you will default to that, that being. And is that who you want to be? Yeah. And it will be, so uh, it makes it sound like it's, um, it's an either or, right? If it's not, if that's not who you want to be, how do you change it? And the way you change it is a lot of small actions. It's consistently practicing being a new person every day of choosing to make a different decision in each moment. And then when you forget, forgiving yourself, you're like, okay, I forgot that time. Next time I'll remember and remembering. And this is, it's interesting because this is how we practice dance. And it's, it's exactly the same, whatever, if you learn bowling or if you learn to dance or if you learn to drive a car, it's not you get in the, you know, think about every, most of us already know how to drive a car and you don't get into a car and just know how to drive. It's consistent actions over time to the point where now it's subconscious and you don't need to think about it anymore. And that's when you're a changed person. You're a person that you went from a person who couldn't drive to a person who could drive, right? Just like you went from a person who might not have gotten up if you fell to a person who would definitely get up if you fell. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a saying that you, you can start with, like, you know that you don't know. Like, you know, you're, you're consciously, you know, you're, you're consciously conscious of the things that you don't know. And then you move to the consciously, okay, now, you know, I want to be, you keep practicing until you can get it so that it's just like second nature. It's yeah. totally unconsciously conscious. There's four levels of that. This is what you're thinking yeah. of. The You go from unconscious incompetence, meaning that you don't know that you don't know. So somebody who walks into my dance studio, they don't know that they don't know how to, they know they don't know how to dance, but they don't know what it takes. So they're completely, they're consciously incompetent, right? Or they're unconsciously incompetent, sorry. And then they start to learn some things and they realize, oh my God, I have no idea what I'm doing. And now they become consciously incompetent, right? And then they move to the, okay, so I'm starting to get this and they become consciously competent, meaning that they're not good at it until they actually put attention on it. And then they can start to do that, right? And eventually the goal is to become unconsciously competent, meaning that you don't think about it and you can just do it. And that's that's how we want to live our lives. We and want that- to be essentially is, is resilience because yeah. then you can start to build that and that becomes the truth of who you are and you can get back up and you can keep moving and you can do it with love and kindness mm. rather than beating yourself up or the blame shame game. Yeah. And that's what I love. Absolutely love about that is the, that's where the, the, the true power of mindset shift comes in. And when you see somebody and going back full circle to being inspired this year of the Olympics, when we, when we watch those Olympians, they're the ones who, I think the reason they inspire us is because of that very thing that they, they truly do embody that mindset. And they truly love it or they wouldn't be there. They wouldn't have stuck it out. So I think, you know, this is a great place to leave you all in, you know, place of saying, what is it that you love that you're willing to get up and keep practicing and, 
And if there's something that you're feeling struggled, like, you know, struggling with, can you, can you fall in love with it? What would it take for you to fall in love with it? And to allow yourself to be nourished by that, because truly in the end, we can either be bitter or we can be better. And we can always move into the higher story of who we are and why we're here. Yeah. And I will tell you that Stephanie is the queen of higher stories. And I, I love that about being partners with her and getting to do this because it reminds me to always be looking for the higher story. And hmm, if I could tell this in a way that would inspire me instead of pull, drag me down, what would that be? So that's what I, I would like to leave you with today is if you, if there's a challenge in your life, how could you tell a different story about it so that it could leave you more inspired and moving towards your goal instead of away from it? So stay resilient and we look forward to being with you next time. And that wraps up another episode of the Soulful Leader Podcast with your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to dive deeper, head over to our website at thesoulfulleaderpodcast.com. Until next time.